0: And just look at him, like, man, if it wasn't for you, I could possibly be sitting at a grave site.
1: Hello, dog lovers. Welcome back to Rescued by a Dog, the podcast about dogs who have actually saved their owners' lives. I'm Laura, author of the novel, Not Just a Dog. And this week, we're going to hear an absolutely incredible story from Janet, whose youngest daughter owes her life to a pit bull named Blue. I'm always looking for new stories, so if your life was saved by a dog, feel free to email me at rescuedbyadogpodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's hear what Blue did when Janet's house caught fire. Hello? Hi. Hi. Is it Janet? Yes. Hi, Janet. Thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. Oh my gosh, Of course. So, tell me, what is the name of the dog we're going to talk about today, and how old are they, and what do they look like?
0: Okay. Well, his name is Blue. He is a male pit bull slash Labrador. He is a rescue dog. Um, He is three years old. Um, Matter of fact, I'm not sure if you can see. He's over there laying down right now. Hi,
1: Blue. (laughs) a good boy look at that face with the one eye black and the other eye white the half the half and half face color yes
0: oh he's
1: <laughs> gorgeous
0: he is he's a he's a big baby
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so tell me how you found him
0: well actually about two years ago um i have at that point in time i had three small children and i was pregnant um and we felt like we were just missing something. My kids kept asking about an Animal, animal, animal. So I said, you know what? When I was a child, I had dogs. So I thought it was a good experience for my children. Gave them um, a chance to learn responsibility. You know, there's more than just petting the dog and saying, oh, you're so cute. You got to feed them. You got to walk them. You got to train them. You got to do this and do that. So <clears throat> instead of me going to your typical pet store, um, I said, well, let's try a rescue. Um... They need, if anything, more love than any of us. So I went to a rescue um, for majority pit bulls here in Detroit. And my kids were looking for puppies. And puppies are the first things to go. Nobody really looks at an older dog. And even though Blue at the time was one, he was still a big dog. So we went through a little catalog and we sat out and they have like a little um fenced an area outside so they can bring each dog out so you can kind of interact with them Then i seen blue but his name was on the chart little doug and i said well that's kind of a weird name <laughs> so <laughs> i asked him to bring little doug out and when he came out he seen me and zoe and my other daughter chloe and he ran right over to us and he was just jumping on him licking them, kissing them. Basically, Blue does have a thing with giving people hugs. He doesn't care who it is. He will come and get in your lap and literally wrap his arms around you. Yes. So when he did that, that was kind of like the deal breaker right there. That was like, come on, let's start the paperwork. So we did the paperwork and they gave me a leash. Now they did say that um, Blue he came from an unknown background, but they didn't know that he was, he was very, very like, he had the structure of a big dog, but body weight, he was skin and bones. Um, so they said that he was malnutritioned. Um, he didn't have he didn't have really no scars or anything, but you could still see where he was kind of timid because if you raised a hand or, you know, just sudden movement, he would kind of like back up. So we brought him home. And with that being said, I was like, man, the the place really couldn't tell me much about his temperament. They basically got him off the street. And so I was like, man, I've got little kids. I've got another one on the way. You know, was this a good idea or not? I had actually, um, I had just got out of a relationship with, um, the father of the child, um, the upcoming child. And, um, I just felt like, like, I, like a, a failure, I guess you would kind of say, cause it was like, man, now it's just me the kids. Um, I did have some roommates. Um, they were kind of like my backbone. And I felt that something was missing. And I was like, well, instead of always trying to find a guy, you know, we'll see what it's like to have a dog around. And, you know, I never have to worry about them up and leaving. <laughs> so that, you know, when I got him, you know, he'd want to come in my room, climb in bed. You know, if I stayed in bed all day, he would stay in bed all day. I roll over his big floppy face would be next to mine. So it made me feel like I got something that actually loved me, whether I looked a total mess, whether I had most makeup on and just looked fabulous. He didn't care, he knew what I looked like and he loved me for me. I go to pick up the kids from school and you actually have to be in this waiting line to pick your children up because I bring them out to the car and Blue would bark at all the kids and you know I was like you are not seeming like a friendly dog but he would never bite nobody he was just if he didn't know who you were he was definitely going to make his presence known once he actually seen that whoever it was came and you know we interacted with him and he was he would like kind of stand back and see like they weren't bringing no harm then he would go over sniff him tail gets a wagon next thing you knew he was giving him a hug <laughs> so oh, yes <laughs> Um, We bought him a doghouse outside We did notice that um, Blue did not like to be confined He didn't like um, leashes or chains Uh, He would just sit there And look very very sad So my mother always told me You never keep a dog outside The dog is supposed to be like Would you put your kids on a chain And stick them outside No they're part of your household So you know I I brought him in He didn't tear nothing up um like I was always thought okay well I didn't know if he was potty trained I didn't know if he was destructive so I did in the beginning I got him a nice dog house uh igloo dog house and I got the um runabout chain and I hooked him up and I could just see him sitting out there and even though he could go in his dog house he would sit on top of his dog house So say, for instance, God forbid it started raining, I look out my back window and I'm thinking to see Blue inside of his doghouse. No, Blue is standing on top of his doghouse, just looking wet and miserable. So I was like, you know what? So when I said, I'm just going to risk it. If you pee in the house, I'll clean it up. If you chew on something, I'll replace it. We'll work on. So when I brought him in and I mean, he used to come in before, like, you know, interact, but you know, most of the time we'll take you outside so you could do your business and play around. Once he seen that, I took the leash off of him. And I let him upstairs and then I said, come on, Blue, you know, wash up, gave him a bath. And I said, well, you can sleep with me tonight. He just kind of looked at me like waiting to go to the back door to go back outside. And I said, no, come on. And he jumped in my bed and you could just see he would literally and his lips would jingle. And then he went to sleep. And then when he woke up the next morning and I fed him in the house and, you know, come on, let's go outside. But I walked out there with him, let him do his business freely. Come on, let's go back upstairs. And once he realized He no longer had to go outside and stay outside. He was, I'd say, two weeks. I mean, he picked his own couch. We got him a little dog bed. And then he went into the girls' room. He'd sleep with them. And then once he realized he no longer had to go outside, he was happy. He doesn't run out. I mean, I've seen squirrels and chipmunks and stuff like that in the backyard. No, he'll just sit there and just look at them. (laughs) But he does Yeah, I think he got to the point of like, man he doesn't want to do anything that possibly make him have to go outside so he's on his best behavior uh, we do have a cat smoky and smoky and blue are brothers like you the big old dog i have will sit there and you'll hear him yelp 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 because the cat's beating him up and he does not want to show no aggression that is his best friend so now it's like the house is complete On February 28th, 2023, um, me and I am now currently engaged, uh, me and my fiance went and picked up my two oldest from school and we went to Walmart. Um, and my two youngest, Isabella and Chantel, were left at, um, at home with my brother-in-law so we could go do our um, what we call Taco Tuesday shopping. And walked through Walmart, got our stuff, and it was literally, I got a phone call It was 428 p.m. I'll never forget those numbers. And it was my brother-in-law, and he was frantic on the phone. He said, the house is on fire. The house is on fire. You have to get home. And And I heard a click. So I'm literally on the expressway going insanely over the speed limit to get home because I don't know what to expect. I don't know if maybe there's just a, it was a two family flat. So I lived upstairs. My neighbors lived downstairs. So I'm thinking like maybe when I pull up, maybe it was like a little kitchen fire or something like that. No, when I got to the corner of my street, the entire street was blocked off and all I could see was three fire trucks, ambulance, police cars. So I had to go around about through an alley and then, my house is in the middle of the block. I remember I could only make it down about four houses before the rest of the block was blocked off. My fiance got out of the car and ran down to the house, and I'm trying. I'm thinking, okay, where's where's my daughters? So I finally get to the property. I can't locate my daughters, and I'm asking, like, where's Isabella? Where's Chantel? So, basically. The tenants downstairs, their children um, somehow got a hold of some matches and played with them in their bedroom and lit their bed on fire. The fire had ignited and spread up to my kitchen, back bedroom, and to the house next door to us. When my, brothers, my brother-in-law was sitting upstairs, he heard a loud banging at the door. We have two doors. We have a door downstairs and one on our back porch. When he opened the door, black smoke was just just everywhere, and the guys downstairs have said, "House is on fire, get out!" So as he's trying to run, run and grab Isabella, um, she's my four-year-old. Um, she has a disability, so he's trying to grab her and he's trying to get to the baby. The baby's actually in her playpen in her bedroom, and the room is filling with black smoke. You could feel the heat coming from the room. She was lodged in her playpen, and he couldn't get to her. Blue was in there he would not leave that room you can hear the fire trucks pulling him he runs downstairs he tells the fireman there's a child upstairs there's a child upstairs Blue was literally sitting in the black smoke near her playpen barking barking so they're listening because you know the house is engulfed in smoke so all you can go by is noises the back kitchen was falling down debris you know That woof, 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 really helped them. And they can hear him barking. They locate where he's at. And then they locate Chantel in the playpen. They pull Chantel out. Then Blue leaves out with the firefighters. Um, We lost everything, but I didn't lose my daughters. And, I mean, Blue was not leaving that smoke-filled room, whether it was unfortunate that both of them tragically passed, but he he wasn't leaving until the firefighters found where she was. The Red Cross put us um, in a hotel for three days, four days, and then it was good luck. Um, We literally lost everything. Um, I got that home five years ago and that was all my children and me had knew. I mean, we didn't come from anything. Like, everything that I put hard work into, that house showed it. Um, we were self-employed. Um, we had our own company. We were a long care service. Unfortunately, with the fire, a lot of our stuff we had in the basement, we lost. And to have it all just taken in a split, I mean, I was just at that house. I was going to Walmart. I was just there. Everything was fine to hearing you lost everything. We had to sleep in our vehicle for about six, seven days. Um, So imagine we couldn't, I couldn't take Smokey at that time because it was already me, my fiance, four children. My oldest is nine. So a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, a four-year-old. A one-year-old plus blue, and all I had was a minivan, and I was already trying to figure out where we, what we were going to eat, where we were going to sleep, and a cat just doesn't do well, and that type of thing. So, Smokey would not leave the property. Um, Smokey would go up into the home. Um, I tried to keep him out of it because, like the debris and like the, you know, I didn't know what he could ingest. Um, every morning, Blue would not use the bathroom. Nowhere else, but at that property, he would hold it. So we knew in the morning time, <clears throat> wherever we were staying, whether it was at a rest stop behind a Myers or a Kroger's, we'd get up, take him back to the property, open up the sliding door. He'd jump out, run around. Smokey would pop out of somewhere. They'd play in the backyard. He'd do his business. And then it was like, they would say, see you tomorrow. Smokey would wander off and then Blue would hop back in the van and we would pull off. Thankfully, when the news had came out, um, one of the organizations um, took Smokey for me and they made him what they called a quote unquote office cap and they kept him until we could find another place. And then um, a friend of the family reached out to a couple of the news outlets, told them what happened. And they started a go fund me for me.
1: Is that enough to replace all your lawn care equipment and your home furnishings and things?
0: No. Um, right now, um, a gentleman did reach out and he let us stay in one of his rental properties um until we can try to figure out what we're gonna do. So I'm just thankful when all's done and said to everybody that has helped. My children's school is literally at the end of the block of the home that we used to live at. So I have to go past there every day and look at the house because the house is still there. It's boarded up, but I have to look at it like, man, it's, it's gone.
1: I'm curious if if Blue has been traumatized by it or if Blue is just back to being normal.
0: He's a, he, he's a big, happy dog. He always kept it. It was weird. They say dogs don't smile. This dog smiles. He'd sit in the van just mouth open and up and you know he's wind blowing in his ears and you know he always when I would feel bad and down and look at my kids as I slept like what am I gonna do you know I look at him and he was nuzzled next to me and just kind of put his head on my lap and he had that big weird smile and I couldn't do nothing but laugh but it would kind of distract me for a minute of what was going on around me and just look at him like man if it wasn't for you I could possibly be sitting at a grave site.
1: If Blue could speak human English, Mm -hmm. what would you like to say to him?
0: Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And even without this tragedy, Blue's changed my life. I'm forever indebted to Blue. I came from an abusive relationship. So to actually see a four-legged friend defend me at any means necessary was actually made me feel like, wow, a dog would come to my rescue. I could depend on him more than I could depend on a human. And it was like, you know what? I used to always say to him now, we like, man, where were you four years ago? I could have really used your help, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) But You know, he's here now and he's been here and he has just been, and Blue, I don't, I have all daughters. Blue is my son. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I go to the store, if I'm, if I'm buying the kids candy bars and stuff, I'm buying him a piece of beef jerky or a dog treat of some sort. like, I always got to include him. I would put him before myself, if that makes sense, because he put my daughter before himself. He could have ran out the house. He could have, you know... He could have got out. He could he didn't have to sit in a smoke filled room barking, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm not leaving her. And I mean, I love him from the barking to the to getting into the garbage. I don't even blue right now, he doesn't get in trouble for nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> some hear my daughters, you're just a plum more than the dog. The dog ate a shoe. Leave him alone. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Blue is my my best friend at the end of the day. I believe that Blue will be with us until he is old and gray. <laughs> so he's never going nowhere. Every night we have a ritual, like we're going to go upstairs. Come on, Blue, it's time to go upstairs. There's a big round chair that I have. And he that's his bed. And every night when I see him lay up there and he looks at me with a big old goofy smile, I say, night, Blue. And you'll hear... <laughs> and he'll put his head down and he'll literally go to sleep every night I'm happy just to see him because without him God knows where I'd be right now he's my guardian guardian angel